Hi friends and awesome mothers. My name is Adol and I'm a proud mother of four. What I'm realizing over time is that doing it right as a mother is the thing that I care about the most, but also hands me the greatest of challenges. In order to get direction, I put together a habura of mothers that join to learn through my mother's super popular parenting curriculum. My mother is Mrs. Gitty Horowitz and she's taught hundreds of mothers in Baltimore in recent years. I get to sit down with her every week and either reflect on a topic that we discussed in the group or talk over something that's on my mind. I hope you'll find our conversation meaningful, helpful, and encouraging. Enjoy it. This podcast is sponsored by the Intentional Jew Podcast Network. Check them out at intentionaljew.com. Last week, I got a little excited and we jumped around a little bit and we were talking about, um, we basically like went back and we talked about how education got to where it is today and basically out like discussed the huge expectation that parents, that many parents have from schools today as like, not just teaching them as like building my child's character and, you know, they're every, every, like basically putting all their faith of their child's upbringing into their, into the school and how it's like not possible for a school to do all that for each child. And you see that from like the parent's perspective. You also see from the school's perspective. So you can see both parts. Um, so that's what we were talking about last week. And um, so now that we understand that a little bit, I guess we can say, we can, we, can, we can now go to a parent who's looking for a school for the first time um, to make the right choice. How do we make the right choice of a school? Um, a lot of, I mean, I speak to a lot of parents and this is like a big, big, big decision. And that already to me is like, interesting. Like, why is this the biggest decision? Like, where are you going to send your kids to school? Like if you're looking into community or, or you're even asking people about the places that they live, where do you send your kids? Like, this is like a very hot topic. This is like a very, the emphasis is, is very strong of like, like how, how, where, what could be good? What, what could be the right place? So that already is interesting to me because it, it proves what we were speaking about last week. If you believe that your child's future is in the hands of their school, then, you sh- then it's, it's a little bit overwhelming to choose the right school. But if you think that your child's going to school, like you were saying, to learn reading, writing, skills, um, for an academic education then it's not the biggest deal in the world. You want a decent education. You want them to be, you know, you know, on a path for success and in whatever, you know, professional go into or in just general day-to-day life. Um, But that already, just that emphasis of the question proves what you were saying last week. I don't want to diminish the role that a school plays in a child's life. It definitely plays... Um, an important role Um, because your child is going to be going to the houses of the kids in his class. And so, and, and the hashkafos of the school definitely play a role in what the child is listening to day in and day out. And that's why you need to choose a school that's in line with what's important to you. If education is important to you, you have to choose a school that 
where education is a priority. I know that sounds funny, but um, not all schools are as focused on academics as others. I mean, there's some schools that are, are very um, college oriented and um, uh, professional success oriented. Not, not all schools are like that. Some schools are much more laid back and, and don't, don't, have the same expectations of themselves or the students. So you, you want to choose a school that's in line with, with what your life philosophies are and your hashkafos are. Um, you don't want the school to be teaching one thing and, and you to, you know, you to be telling them something else. I always think of um, a story Bubby used to tell. She was a preschool teacher when Zadie was a Rav in a certain city. I don't even think it makes a difference what city it was, but Zadie was the Rav and, and Bob used to teach the preschool, three-year-olds. And um, she was teaching the boys about tzitzis. And it was more of a Kirov type of a situation. And this boy did not come from a home where tzitzis were worn. And Bubby taught about tzitzis. And the next day the boy came back and he gave the tzitzis back to Bubby. And he said, in our house, we don't have to wear tzitzis. Right. So, so Bobby said, what do you mean in your house? You don't have to wear tzitzis. Boys wear tzitzis. That's what the Torah tells us. And he said, yeah, but that's your Torah and that's what you do. But in our home, we don't wear tzitzis. So clearly the mother is, is, is sending very, was sending very, very mixed messages to this child here. You're, um, you're going to the school, you're learning things, but we're saying we don't do that here. So what do we, when the teacher teaches about Zaracharetz and Kibbutz Aim and and Kashrus, do you also not do that? Like, where 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 are the lines being drawn? So that's why it is very very important to send to a school that if you're not exactly in line with them, you're willing to become in line with them. Right. Okay. So, so you know what? Before we continue, this is great. This is exactly what I want to know. But I, I'm thinking before we go into, let's say the religious aspect. Let's say. What are the different, um, I know every parent are going to have different calculations and every family has a different, um, is different and has different kinds of children. What are the different areas, just before we go into the specifics, what are the different areas that, that someone would want to consider when choosing a school? So I guess that would be what you just described right now would fall into the religious category. So you're saying like Which the hashkafos right. of the school. So that would be one. Hashkafos of the school, that they should be in line with your hashkafos. And like I said, if they're not exactly in line, um, where you aspire to be. So if the school says to that you need to do something and um, you've never done that before, that you're willing to do it. Now, I'm not saying I ascribe to this, but there are schools that, um, just for example, the rule is no, no internet at all. Or let's not say no internet. Let's say no, no smartphones. The house has no smartphones. And that is the rule of the school. If you're going to send to that school, you need to follow that rule. And, and you need to tell your children that you respect it. And that's something that you're going to do from now on. You're not having a smartphone anymore. Send your child to that school and still have a smartphone is sending very mixed messages. And it's also telling a child that you don't have to listen to rules. So, so that's a terrible mida. That's a terrible message to send your child that we don't, we don't, you know, we're not, we're not truthful. We don't have to, we, we don't have to follow the rules. 
we, we like this kind of parent body. We like being in a parent body that doesn't have any smartphones, but we can have a smartphone. So if you choose to send your child to that school, you need to follow the rules, even if you're not quite there yet. Even if you don't know why you don't need to have a smartphone, even if you don't uh, necessarily agree with it, then don't send your child there. Right. It's, it's interesting. because You have I... to wear a white shirt 24 seven then you need to wear a white shirt 24 seven. Again, I'm not saying I ascribe to it or I don't ascribe to it, but don't choose a school that has rules that you're not going to follow. Right. Do you, are you familiar with, I mean, it's, it's not important like for specifics, but that idea that a school will set rules that are not meant to be followed. I, I know that I, sounds I funny. don't under. I don't understand what that means. I, 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 I don't, don't have un- so I understand much- in, 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 the, in theory, I understand what it means, but I don't understand what they're trying to accomplish really. Um, except that that's, I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with it. I, I don't know. What I, I don't say. have so much experience. I just, I have like little bits of experience here and there where like, uh, you know, if there's like a, a shaitel that's supposed to be worn by the mother, so they will have their regular wigs and then they will have one for the PTA meetings. So that mm-hmm. to me is like the beginning of really confusing messages, like what you were describing, just very right. confusing messages. It's like having one cell phone that you take when you go to the school Right. And then you, then you have your smartphone that you use all the time, even though the rule is you're not allowed to have a smartphone. You're sending a very, very clear message to your children that rules are meant to be broken. And that's what your children are going to do. Right. You know, you know, doing one thing and saying something else, they're going to do what you do, not what you say. I always say I have a, a sign that, that um, on my desk in school says, don't be so concerned that they're not, listening to everything you say be very concerned that they're watching everything that you do oh, that's a great line I'll yeah hang that up because somewhere. kids kids don't don't miss a thing they see everything that you're doing you say be kind and then you you're not kind they you say beat sanua and then you teach sneas in a way that's so not sanua that's not gonna work uh-huh and let's also differentiate that there are some things that are clearly, like, say, st- schools or uniforms. Like, for example, in Israel, it's common that, that kids will wear tights to school, um, even in the not stringent, most stringent areas, but that, that's like a standard. So mm-hmm. we say that it's part of the uniform. It's part of the uniform. If it, if, if it is. It is. It, it is. is. It's the part of the school says you have to wear tights 24 7. Right. And don't send there if you're not going to wear tights 24 right. 7. So the idea is when you choose a school, so just to sum this up, when you choose a school, you have to um, be in the know of all their rules and be ready, willing, and happy to go with them um, um, in order to be consistent and to show consistency and to show respect, to model respect. To model respect and to, to model MS because when you go to a school that has rules, you're accepting those rules, those other rules that you've accepted. Right. And if you don't do them, then that's not that you're not being an emistic a person. 
right? And, and and really, if you if you just if you backtrack for a second and look at the big picture, if everyone's sending to the school because you know this is the standard that we're looking for, but who's to say that if I'm not following, not everyone else is following? So it's not as let's say quote unquote safe as I thought it was you know, with my kids playing at other kids' houses. So when, when you take a step back from it, it really doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense to, to go that route. No, but that will bring me to my second, to another point that we need to make, and that is when you do send to a school, you can't assume just because those are the rules that everyone's following them and everyone is aligned with your hashkafa. You do have to always be a parent. Right. You have to know what's going on in other people's houses. You have you have to know what your child is is being exposed to, and if that means joining them the first time they you you send a child to the house, then do that. Um, you can't give up your parenting responsibilities just because you've chosen a school that's exactly aligned with your hashkafos and and the menahel is the type of person or menahelis is the type of person you you would choose as a, a second you know a secondary mother. Just because the school is supposedly those things doesn't mean you can um, you can give over your 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 parenting responsibilities. You you can't. Right. Um. Right. It's actually interesting because we touched on this a little last week too, but it, it it flips the challenge. You know, sometimes people think if you're let's say live out of town and you send to a more mixed school, you know, the challenge is exposure which I, I think it's the challenge is the opposite. When you send to a school that you're so comfortable with their standard, you kind of switch yourself off sometimes with, you know, Definitely. the people who they're with are good role models. So, you know, I don't really have to be so involved with who they're going to. As opposed to if you live out of town, like when I send my kids to a friend's house, the first time they go, I always get out of the car and I meet the parents and I, even spend just two minutes just getting a feel of like, is this a healthy home? Is this, you know, how are they spending their time just to see, is this like the place that I want my kids to hang out with, you know, for a few hours but, after school. And that's beautiful. And that's what, that's a wonderful thing to do as a mother. And if there are shoulds, you should be doing it. If we can say that there are shoulds, right. but why, why isn't everyone doing that? Just well, because they go to a certain school. It is school, a challenge. It is think- a challenge when you feel so comfortable with the people who you're with because you know, we're all, we, we all look the same and, you know, it should be that, that these Looks are good. can be very deceiving. Right. Because you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You have no idea what the shalom bias is. You have no idea what the, what the household looks like. Right. If, you know, at least, I'm not saying you can't send to a house that's flying, but at least know, at least be aware. Right. That that's what it is. And talk to you, talk to your child afterwards about it. Did she feel safe there? Right. Was, you know, and you don't have to use those words, but you can speak to her and get a, get a feel for it. Does she want to go back? Is it a fun place? She, was she treated nicely? Was there shalom bias? Did the siblings like, you know, just were they mean to her? I'm not even saying they got along because siblings don't necessarily get along as we know, but were they welcoming? Did she feel welcome? All these things are, are just important. Even if the mother's wearing the head covering that you're comfortable with and the father's has a head covering that you're comfortable with and the right. rules in the school are all good. And, and so they're aligned somewhat hashkafically. It's important to know who your kids are hanging out with. They're going to learn a lot from their friends. Right. Um, right. The other thing as far as school is concerned, hashkafa is very important, but um, especially if you're 
living in in, in a country and a, and a place like you are where there's so many options. Um, when you have so many options, you, you do have to know what the hashkafos are, but you also have to know what are their um, expectations in far, as far as academia. Um, some people are more focused on education than others. And if, especially if you know if your child has specific learning disabilities, don't send to a, a sug aleph school that has such great expectations without, without the, um, the services or the, the, um, the ability to help them be successful if they have any kind of learning difference. You know, if they're not your typical run of, I hate to say run of the mill, but the, the kid that just will do well in, in, in any kind of academic setting. If they need some sort of services, then you have to make sure your school has them and don't just send to a school that's a top rated school because that's where everyone's sending or that's the, that's the in school if that doesn't work for your child. And you can have three kids and need three different schools, even if they're the same gender. It is a possibility. Right. So that's something to... And in some places, it's a luxury that you can even have that. Exactly. Like three that's options. True. Right. right. And again, just like your responsibility as a parent doesn't stop um, hashkafically when you send them to school, it doesn't stop academically either. It is the school's job to um, educate. But sometimes kids are going to need, and again, it, like you're saying, if you're living out of town, or if you don't have choices and there's only one choice, you might have to hire tutors. You might have to get once a week help or everyday help or homework help, or you have to be on top of your child's education as well. And I, and I, it's a whole different conversation, but I, and I don't necessarily think that parents should be the ones to tutor and to work with their child. It doesn't always work depending on personalities, but it is your responsibility to, to find someone who can be that person to help them be successful in school. Remember, a child's going to school five, six, seven hours a day. That's their job. They need to be successful at it. Right. And they're there for many years. We're learning this. I, it's so interesting that you're bringing this up. I'm learning this over time. And the big, you know, go back a few years. Anytime one of my children would need something, I'd be like, I don't have to hire someone. I can teach it them. I'll teach them how to read English. I'll teach them how to, you know, play soccer. I'll do like. Why would I have to send it to other people? And like slowly I'm realizing that as a mother, although I, I can teach any given child most of these skills, there's something about higher, passing on like specific teaching to, when you take too many roles, I, I'm, what I'm finding with my own experience is that it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't, it, I know this is going to sound vague, it's not good for the kid. For my children, they're like, first you are this, then you are that, then you're this, then you're the mother. You know, if you're going to do a good job at it, if you're going to do a good job at teaching, you know, reading, then it's hard to jump between roles like that. I'm learning it's this over time. I, I, I hear that. And it's also difficult because you're assuming that you can do it perfectly in a way that will not ruin or at least hamper your relationship as the mother right like a general positive relationship you know could easily right. get messed up by like the frustration of like it's a d no d d d <laughs> right with one of the kids i used to say an olive with an ah is ah say it and they would look at me like i just landed from mars i'll say it again an olive with an ah is ah like how difficult could that be it was very difficult for that child they were not 
they were not there. They needed someone to sing it to them and dance it with them. And, and right. I didn't have the time or the energy. And I also had at that point in my life did not have a, an appreciation for a child who didn't get it just by my saying it. So sometimes it, you need a reading specialist. You need someone who has a, has a knowledge of special education and an appreciation for it who's going to take more time because they're getting paid for it. That's right. bottom line. <laughs> I'm slowly but um, surely handing out these different um, specific. Okay, you know what? Go, she's going to help you with that. And, you know, to the point where one of my children was really struggling with Hebrew. Um, I, have, I have all these different things set up for him now, like, you know, I, a regular speech therapist that we get through the kupa, and also I'm like hiring this young girl to play with him, just to play games with him, set up activities, mm -hmm. and, you know, and just all I tell her is speak as much Hebrew as you could. Don't quiet play. Play with words, you know, as many words as you give him. Like I'm literally turning a nine-year-old into his little tutor, but right. meaning just handing out the, yeah. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's, that's very interesting. I forgot how we got there. but And um, then you be the cheerleader. Right. Right. What did you learn? Yeah. Wow. Share it with great. me. That Tell was great. Me. I saw how you were playing. Right. So right. that just or I'm learning with you. I'm learning Hebrew right. alongside with you. I go to the, I go to the speech with him. And I, mm -hmm. like, we review the, like. Right. You right. know, it's, it, it, right. it not only put, pushes back on the relationship, it, like, enhances. It's very nice. Yeah. A lot of. It's just not right. Exactly. So as your mother, you don't necessarily have to be the one to do it, but you're there alongside of him, helping him to be successful at it. And that's beautiful. Right. Call a code. Good. Okay. So that was a little bit of a tangent there, but you're saying academic religion. So there's those two categories we touched on academic, religious. And in both of those cases, you're trying to, you're, you're, you're deciding, you know, what path you want or what, what's more or less important and then choosing the school accordingly. And and being there for backup and for following through and all that. Um, there's one other. There's one other thing I just want to throw in there, which doesn't. We don't always have a choice about, but if we do have a choice, it's important to know it and to choose wisely, and to know if we don't have a choice, to realize that it's something that needs to be addressed. Yeah. And that is to send our kids to schools that are on the same level of affluence that we are, or lack oh. thereof. Um. If you're sending your child to a school where the where the the norm is to go to Switzerland for Hanukkah or to take two week vacations to the Caribbean or wherever, um, know that that's what your child is being exposed to, and 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 it's it's a very difficult for children nowadays, especially to grow up in that atmosphere and not think that that's just the norm. And that that's what they should be doing as well. So whether you don't want to do it because you can't afford it, or you don't want to do it because you don't think that that's good for your child, don't put them in a, in a school that that's the norm. Now, if you want to tell me you have no choice, we can talk about your moving, but, um, know that it's, it's a real, a, a real issue nowadays. It's a real issue, Bar Hashem. It is, and in a lot of ways, it's, it's a good thing that we have these problems, but it is definitely something that has to be taken into account. Um, children get used to what they're exposed to. So if everyone has a $150 knapsack or the, or the latest brand name, whatever, and that's consistent what they're exposed to, that's what they're going to think is the norm. And it's 
it's just where you put them. Right. Uh, it's very interesting. I didn't think of it. I didn't think of, I didn't think of that. We, we, we had the opposite, you know, we send our, our child to, um, a very Israeli standard school and like, you know, we're flying to the States every summer or we're, and we're, we're sometimes bringing back American products, but we're, we, we had thought over time not to do that and to buy the local things because not that we're more affluent, but because we have, we're coming from a different place, you know, we don't want to like put that into the classroom, like, you know, the fancy kid coming from America, you know, so it's not really an especially, affluent especially thing. Especially because you're not. Right. Exactly. Um, but it's very, I, I applaud your understanding of that and you're taking that into account because you do set a certain, you help to set a certain standard and you probably don't, don't even mean to. Right. So it's really comes from both ends. If you're going to, in our case, it's not necessarily more mm -hmm. or less affluent, but, it, but just to realize that the way you sent the way you sent, like being aware of the standards of the school and, and doing what it takes to not, not to, not to, not to flaunt in any way. Right. And when I say affluence, affluence is, um, is all, everything's relative. Affluence is relative. And, and the reality is we live in a very affluent society. The least affluent of us is affluent. Right. That's the, that's the world that we live in. It's an affluent society. So yeah, right. it's, it's all relative. Right. Before we finish up, I, there was one more topic I want to discuss. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, maybe it'll be just a, a quick, a quick thing to finish up with. Um, people learn a lot socially in, in school. Is there, I mean, to me, I, it's, it's like as important, maybe even more important, the social skills you learn in school than the academics and the religious. Um, so you're talking about the new curriculum that's out there that everyone's pushing and that's the social emotional language. Oh, really? The social emotional curriculum. That's, that's like all over the place now everyone's talking about what kind of social emotional um, um, curriculum do you have in place um you're right you, that's one of the reasons school is important is to help children learn um social skills and social emotional language and um it, it, it is very very important but that goes back to a the the type of school with their hashkafos are uh, uh, you know a school that cares about their haaretz midos are important um, a school where um, uh, they're careful, you know, what teachers that they hire, although that's a whole different conversation because schools don't have so many choices nowadays, but where there's oversight and the, and the, the teachers are good role models. Um, and they're more, ha to me, it's also like, sometimes there's technical things to school. I could be totally wrong, but to me, if you send to a school that has smaller class size and that they're more aware of the, um, of the kids' interactions out of the classroom. Definitely, that there's oversight at recess, that there's oversight at lunch, that, that children are not just punished but spoken to. And, and, they, and they are given tools, social tools, skills and tools to use um, where, you know, bullies are not just punished right away and i'm not saying bullying is a good thing but teaching children how to respond to a bully teaching children how to have enough self-worth to stand up for themselves 
and to not allow not allowing bullies to get to first base. And um, that puts down that whole, it's an atmosphere of, of um, not being willing to stand, you know, to, to stand for, for someone being put down. That all goes back to Midos and, um, and modeling those Midos and making sure that it's not happening, that there's a watchful eye, like you're saying, at recess, at lunch, um, that there are people walking around so that it doesn't happen in the bathroom. Um, and there's an awareness.